The world is a vampire. Welcome to another episode of Into the Woods Podcast with your host, Ryan Woods, as you know. Uh, Into the Woods Podcast is hosted by Ryan Woods, directed by, produced by, and edited by, loosely, by Ryan Woods. And it is sponsored by the shirt I'm wearing right now, Manscaped. More about them later. Okay, anybody want to talk about anything? Anybody want to say anything nice? What's on the docket this week, Ryan? What could you possibly have in store for us this week on another banger of an episode? What could you possibly have in store for us on this wonderful, wonderful, cold Monday evening? Well, great thing you asked because I have a lot in store for you. First, I want to officially say sorry to Bill Belichick. And if you're an NFL fan, let's talk some football. Let's talk some football, dude. Okay, I could go to the caller voice, but I'm not going to because that takes a little bit of work out of me. And you know what? I don't want to do work right now. You know what I mean? I'm not working. I'm not working, dude. I'm just, I'm just chillaxing. Anyways, I just want to say to everyone who watched football yesterday, I apologize for the Cleveland Browns. You know what? You guys win. Sure, sure, the Browns suck, whatever. Bill Belichick, I want to apologize personally. If you're out there, Bill, it's me talking, Ryan Woods. I was not alive when you coached here, and you also went and you had training camp at the community college I went to. Shout out Lakeland, um, Kerland, Ohio's finest. I want you to know something, Bill. I want you to know it wasn't us, okay? It wasn't the Cleveland Browns that fired Bill Belichick, and if you're unaware... The Cleveland Browns used to be coached by Bill Belichick. I know that seems impossible to believe if you're under the age of, you know, 25. But Bill Belichick coached the Cleveland Browns. Nick Saban was on that staff. You know what I mean? It was an amazing staff. You just didn't know what you had. It's one of those moments where you don't know what you have until you don't have it. So what did we do? We spent the last 20 years trying to find a disciple. We hired Romeo Cornell, Eric Mangini. You know, we tried all of them. The Mangenius, the big teddy bear. You know, we went, we went every which direction you could go. And I'm going to be honest, Bill, I'm sorry. The Browns did not fire you. Art Modell did. The Browns moved in 1995 or 90, you know, 97, whatever. They moved. 95 they moved, and they came back in 99. I was born in 97. And listen, the Baltimore Ravens fired Bill Belichick. They had moved, and they fired him. Who fired Bill Belichick? I know that seems like semantics. There it is. Somebody play the big word sounder. Whoop, 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 whoop. He used a big word. 
that's that's what a private school degree gets you. Okay, I should put my diploma up behind me. Look, Art Modell. The 1995 season was a murky one for the Cleveland and Belichick, mainly because they moved in the middle of the season. After a disappointing 5-11 season, Belichick was fired by then-Browns owner Art Modell, despite Belichick reportedly being told previously by Modell that he would be the team's coach upon the franchise's move to Baltimore. He did not fire... He was not fired by the Cleveland Browns. I know it seems like a small detail, but every year when the Browns... Whenever they would fire a coach whenever they would hire a coach, or whenever they play the Patriots, it's always this fucking narrative of, oh my God, Bill, Bill was fired by the Browns, this is why the Browns are the Browns, uh, step on the Browns, uh, whatever. You know, sometimes you lose to the gold standard of football in, in Bill Belichick and the Patriots, okay? Sorry, they've been the greatest franchise for the last 20 years. They have as many Super Bowls as the next closest franchise in the Steelers, who, stairway to seven, shut the fuck up, you guys are going nowhere. You guys are going nowhere. Stairway to seven. More like stairway to hell for you guys. Jesus. That was a weak-ass joke. Sorry. God, I fucking hate them so much. You know, I you know, I don't want to get into this 100-year debate, but the, the NFL would say, you know, we've been around for 100 years. Roger Goodell would get up there with his fucking huge head, and he would stand there, and he would say, you know, we've been around for 100 years. Have you? Have you been around for 100 years? Because you don't seem to act like it. You only have as many Super Bowls as... You only count the Super Bowl winners. So Jim Brown shouldn't even st- should stop getting paraded out there. <sighs> Can you tell the Browns lost? The Browns lost this weekend. It, it, it was sucked. I was just sitting down here, and, and for like three hours, I just had to get my dick kicked in. That's, a, that's the worst as a fan, you know? When you're sitting there getting your dick kicked in. Isn't that the worst? Anyways, to get my mind off that, you know... I was really thinking about like the people that lived in my house before me because it's 100 years old. And I just thought about the people that lived here and the and the daily struggles they went through or the things they did in the house. And then it really freaked me out because then like, things start creaking because it's 100 years old. And I'm like, are people still living here? You know, you just think about the plights they had. There was a milk shoot. So could you imagine some guy in some, you know, steak and shake cap, little boat hat, just walking up delivering milk? You know, back in the day when you could deliver milk and have two cars and or have a car and have a family and your wife could stay at home with the kids. Don't you remember those days? Those are days are gone, thanks to the government. You know, thanks to the government, who, by the way, the government covering up the uh, JFK assassination, huh? JFK Jr.'s back. People went looking for him, at least. JFK Jr., JFK Jr., as we know, let's just do a little recap for you. JFK Jr., He passed away, allegedly, on Martha's Vineyard, of course, July 16th, 1999. Um, He passed away in a plane crash, I believe by himself. But according to... um, I have an advertisement here. How do I click out of it? This is the problem with the internet. Yeah, everyone wants to make money. Um, JFK Jr., why hundreds of QAnon supporters showed up in Dallas expecting JFK Jr.'s return. In rainy Dallas, with temperatures dipping into the low 60s... Okay. Slow down. There's so many people here. Hundreds huddled with umbrellas, flags, and signs wait for history to be made. Some even brought folding chairs and coolers. I see coolers. At the site overlooking where President John F. Kennedy was assassinated nearly six decades ago, scores of QAnon believers outfitted with Trump Kennedy 2024 shirts 
flags, and other merchandise gathered, they forecast the president's son, John F. Kennedy Jr., who had been dead for over 20 years, who has been dead, not had been, okay? Listen, I don't want to play into this either. Listen, I, I, I messed up. I didn't mean to say had been. Who has been dead for over 20 years would appear at that spot, emerging from anonymity to become John, Donald, Price, Donald Trump's vice president when the former president was reinstated. The prophecy foretold online, of course, did not come true. At 12.30, when, when 12.30 p.m. came around, the time when Kennedy was shot, they recited the Pledge of Allegiance. The crowd lingered for some more than an hour. That's like yelling in the mirror, um, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I shouldn't do that. I'm home alone right now. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then, and then some lady will come across the, the thing. You know, and whatever. They recited the Pledge of Allegiance and hoped that John F. Kennedy Jr. would pop up John John would just pop up where his dad was murdered brutally. The crowd lingered for some, some for more than an hour, eventually tricking away, trickling away with their heads between their ass. That's, I added that part. A few vowing that Kennedy, known as John John, will reappear at a Rolling Stone concert later that night. The spectacle captivated people, and some amused at the ridiculousness of the far-fetched theory that Kennedy faked his death. Wow. Did he really? I know that was a good thing. Wow. Q, man. Is JFK Jr. alive? No, Q. Q said no. Who is Q? Can I be Q? I actually really want to be Q. I want to do something like that, man, where I just start spouting off shit. Dude, Q. I'm Q, man. Actually, I'm Q. Yeah, dude, JFK Jr. is definitely going to pop up where his dad was murdered. Now, I know I was just listening to a guy who was talking about how bad social media is, and I, and I always hate when people tell me, like, dude, social media is poison. I know a guy, listen to this, I know a guy who hates social media so much, but he'll just read me headlines. And I'm like, you, you participate in social media. You read the headlines. And he's like, no, dude, I'm not, I'm just reading news. I'm like, that's not news, that's, that's headlines. You know, but whatever. You know, that's why social media is dangerous. Because people, people group think, you know, they get things going. Dumb people meet with dumb people. And they start getting together and they believe shit like, you know, my aunt has the best stuffing. Yeah, my aunt does have the best stuffing. And they, like, believe it so much so that, like, they're going to go to Thanksgiving next week and be like, my aunt does have the best stuffing. You have the best stuffing, Aunt Janet. And Aunt Janet will be like, I do. And then they're going to try to get her on. If she had the best stuffing, she would then be on Food Network. You know what I mean? We're, we're in that time of year where people will say shit like, my aunt makes the best this. My mom makes the best this. My dad, dude, he he boasts the best turkey, whatever. No, no, he doesn't. Because if he did, he wouldn't work in a machine shop. And there's nothing wrong with working in a machine shop. I'm just saying if, if, he, if he had the best turkey or if he had the best cranberry sauce, they would be like, they would have a Hell's Kitchen, you know, they would be like Salt Bay, you know, whatever. They'd be a world-renowned chef. Instead, they're just a loser. We're all losers. We've been over this, right? <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much more to explain. I, I just want to be Q. I just want to be Q. You know, that's all I'm trying to do here. So maybe now's a good time because I, because I have to, uh, I have to get into this Taylor Swift stuff. I don't know if you guys know this, but I've been fucking into the Taylor Swift stuff. Um. So here we go. Taylor Swift re-released Red, 
Loving Him was red, of course. Um, I'm going to get into that in a second. But first, a word from our beautiful sponsor, our wonderful sponsors over at Manscaped. Ho, 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 gentlemen. Gentlemen. I know a lot of gentlemen are listening to this. I'm going to bring my voice down like I'm talking to you very intimately. The holidays have come early this year as Manscaped has the gift that keeps on trimming. You know what I mean? Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your out of your trousers, and that's why Manscaped, the leaders in the below-the-waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season. Now available in your country, join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished. Go to manscaped.com and use code INTO, I-N-T-O, for 20% off plus free shipping. Now let me tell you something about Manscaped. Nobody wants you just to have, you know, a hairy situation going down there. You know, nobody wants hairy dick and balls is what I'm trying to say. So it's time to kill two birds with one trimmer and get yourself and your lady a gift. You have the gift attached to your body in the form of a male appendage. You need the Manscaped 4.0 trimmer. And Ryan, why do I need the Manscaped 4.0? Why do I need the Performance Package 4.0? Well, you'll get this shirt that I'm wearing and you'll look damn good in it because I look damn good in it. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0, this electronic trimmer, electric trimmer, not electronic, electric trimmer, has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts. You don't need cuts on your nuts. It's the last thing you need is cuts on your nuts. If you have cuts on your nuts, you have to give the milk, milk a, you know, you'll have to have a redfish, two fish, or whatever Dr. Seuss rhyme I'm looking for. Sorry, I fucked it up. Uh, sorry, I messed it up. Uh, uh, oh, geez. Um, it's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. It's like a gift with your partner to your partner with less mess. Okay? The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes a crop preserver and crop reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. Who doesn't want moisturizer? You moisturize your face, fellas? If not, you should. It's called self-care. You should moisturize your balls. There are two important features on your body. Your face and your balls. The face gets you to show off your balls. You know what I mean? Anyways, the Manscaped um, Performance Package comes with the tools to clean up your delicate places, including this new in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear Nose Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor, 360 rotary, oh, Jesus, dual blade system. Nobody, not even Santa, wants hairs under the chimney. Okay, that's very clever. Uh, Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine pleasing fragrance that will leave your lady on the naughty list this year. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's made with hyperallergenic ingredients that are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, and paraben-free. So, uh, Ryan, how many times are you going to talk to us about this? Can you just tell us what we need to do? Well, you need to go to manscaped.com. You need to insert the code INTO into in the little checkout in the little checkout tab. Where it says insert code, and you'll get 20% off in free shipping. That's my gift to you this holiday season. Please use that. Get 20% off in, in free shipping with the code into INTO at manscaped.com. That, by the way, last time, that's 20% off and free shipping with code into INTO at manscaped.com. Make Santa proud this year when he comes out from under the, when your lady comes out from under your tree. You know what I mean? Okay, so should I wait a second? Hold on. I was going to wait for my lovely girlfriend Dana to come home, but I don't think I'm going to because my lovely girlfriend Dana and I spent all last week at the end of the week. If you follow me on Instagram at Ryan Woods with two S's, you'll know that I'm always on Team Taylor. It's Taylor's version only, and that's that's it around this house. You know what I mean? In this house, we're a Taylor's version only house. So what that means is Taylor Swift, we've been over this, as re-recording her music because she lost her masters or whatever, and, and what, blah, 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 blah. The point is, 
Dana's in on all these conspiracy theories, and, and I've been pushing back a little bit. I'm, I'm all in on Taylor Swift. Don't get me wrong. I am all in on Taylor Swift. But there are some holes. Okay, she dated Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal's a scumbag. I'm on Team Taylor, of course. Jake Gyllenhaal's a scumbag. They dated for three months. Okay, and apparently, apparently Dana has some facts that she can bring to the table, but I really don't want to talk to her right now because I'm going to tell you something about Dana is that she watches TikToks DIY around the house. She wants to like, do all these projects. And the problem with Dana is, Ryan, tell me what the problem with Dana is it while she's not here to defend herself. Okay, the problem with Dana is she comes in and she wants to do a million projects at a time and then she never finishes them. So that's where I come in. I'm the finisher, if you know what I mean. So I come in, I'm the finisher, right? And now we're finishing all these projects and, you know, you start talking about three, four projects at a time around the house. I start getting anxiety, that's a thing people get. I get anxiety when we think about that stuff. So I get kind of nervous. And I just don't like it. You know what I mean? She starts so many projects. We painted that office over there that I used to be in. Now I'm out here because the office was getting worked on. We're, we're smoothing out this wall. And I'll tell you what. If you want to know you have a strong relationship, how about you just start doing some projects around the house with your spouse? You know, what if you want to find out what you ma- if you matter to your spouse or not, just start getting into projects. You know, go to Home Depot. Buy all the bullshit you need. Buy some paint. Buy some tape. You know, you're going to yell at each other. You're going to get in each other's face about it. You're going to make snarky remarks. You're going to be super condescending about everything. You're going to say, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Let me do it. She's going to say, you don't know what you're doing. Let me do it. And you're going to go back and forth until eventually one of you blows up and you have to lock yourself in the bathroom because you're just screaming at the top of your lungs. Right? You know what I mean? If there's a can around, like an aluminum can, you might crush it. You know, that might be one of the things. If there's a dryer around, it might get kicked. Who knows? Right? If there's drywall, don't punch a hole in drywall because I patched drywall. Dana said it doesn't look very strong pissed me off, and then we were back, right? I was like, oh, just put another hole in it. I'll put another hole in it. I'll put another hole in it. I'll punch it through again. Sorry about this rickety-ass chair. Sorry, I'm, I'm fighting through it here. You know, that's what we do here. So anyways, what I was talking about is I've been really going the other way on this Taylor Swift stuff only because I think it, I know it makes Dana mad, and I really want to go the other way Um, because I think that's so fucking funny. Like, seeing her, like, we watch this, like, all too well. You know, which is a good song, by the way. All the songs are good. Taylor Swift makes good music. And if you want to be one of those guys that says, dude, Taylor Swift doesn't make good music, she makes breakup music where she's always right. Yeah, you're never going to win an argument at Taylor Swift. If you're in a relationship with Taylor Swift, just go ahead and break up now. Try get it in front of it. You got to get in front of the narrative. You got to accuse her of some shit before she accuses you of some shit. Because once she accuses you of some shit, dude, you're done. You're never going to win. Okay. I don't even know what Jake Gyllenhaal did. Dana filled me in. It could be real. It could be not real. Right? It doesn't matter. Like, Joe Jonas broke up with her over the phone. He says he didn't. She says he she did. Who do you think they believe? You know what I mean? Imagine, if, for if you will, if you're just going to, um, you know, you're young. You're a young kid. And a, and a mom from another family, you know, that kid punches you in the face, and then you punch their kid back in the face. The mom says, your kid punched my kid in the face. Who are they going to believe, the seven-year-old snot-nosed kid or the mother? They're probably going to believe the mother, and you're going to get yelled at. You know what I mean? So that's what dating Taylor Swift is like, I assume. It's a lot of, like, walking on eggshells type shit where, you know, she's probably really cool, but it's probably, you know, 
You know what's coming at the end of this. You know she's going to make a gazillion dollars. Because then I also go the other way on this, where Dana's like, you have to be proud of all that she accomplished. I mean, she came from blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I know. It must be really tough re-recording breakup songs, sleeping in silk sheets in a, in a massive house the size of our the size of our house, the bedroom. You know what I mean? She has a bathroom the size of my basement. What am I supposed to do, feel bad for her? It's hard. You know, I have a hard time doing that. You know? That's why I have a hard time freeing Britney. Like, I mean, it must have been a tough life, you know, being rich and never having to wake up and go to a job where you yelled at by people in sweater vests. It must have been so difficult being Britney Spears all these years. Maybe she's a little crazy. I don't know. I don't know how I got on Britney Spears. Oh, yeah, because she has a massive house and a massive life. And I guess she's back out again. Britney Spears is back out with her boyfriend, living it up after she tried to sue her mother. You know, that's something normal people do, sue their mothers. I actually respect when people cut their families off. Because if you ever try to cut your family off, we all have a scumbag family member that we all want to cut off. But you know what? We can't do it. But when I see famous people doing it, I'm like, oh, my God. If you can actually cut your family off, that's amazing. But back to my original point. Why would you ever want to date Taylor Swift? She's the toughest person to date. Not because she's a bad person or because she's like, you know, not pretty or any of this stuff. Taylor Swift, tough person to date because you know how it ends. You're going to lose every public opinion argument. If you even think about another girl, guess what? Song. Boom. Song. If you steal that bitch's scarf. Song. If you, if you even think about calling her on the phone. Song. You know what I mean? If you say thank you to the barista at Starbucks after she gives you a drink, song. She snaps her fingers and, and shits out a song. You know, like, you know when a deer shits and it has all those little pebbles? It's like little pebble shits? That's Taylor Swift writing songs. She just shits out number one hits. It's a, it's a fucking fascinating thing to me how you can hold up so much emotion. She's probably the most emotional person in the world. She's up there. Taylor Swift is up there for the most emotional person in the world, and I appreciate that about her. I respect it. I am on Team Taylor. Taylor version only. Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. But also, he might have a point. But I'm just saying, fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. Dana started to tell me they were 30 and 20. She can make her own decisions. Listen, fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. For what? I don't even know what he did. I don't even know what he did. But fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm still confused on what was wrong with the relationship. If it was mutual, fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay? That's all I have to say about that. But in our excerpts, or our our excursion, as I once again fuddle for the word, in our excursion looking for Taylor Swift content this weekend, we found Saturday Night Live, where she would be performing her 10-minute version of All Too Well, which is not too fucking long for a song. We found her her performing on SNL, and Dana was indoctrinated to SNL which is a skit show we all know, you know what I mean? It's a beacon of comedy in America. Wrong. I don't think the comedians are bad. People get mad at the comedians on SNL, but there's got to be, like, they can't just be doing all these political things for shits and gigs. I mean, they make fun of Joe Rogan too easy. You know what I mean? Joe Rogan, too easy to make fun of. But SNL... Like, you did it wrong. You know, Tim Dillon goes at Michael Che, who I think is funny. Weekend Update is funny. I just don't know. You can't fix a network show. The problem is there's so many... Like, it's not Saturday Night Live's fault. It's eating itself. It's become so big. And people say, oh, it hasn't been good since this or that. It's just not... There's just so much more available. Hell, I'm doing a podcast right now. 
I could record a skit on my phone. Do you understand? There's so many, like, you don't even need, people don't need SNL anymore. I'm sure the comedians are funny. I don't even know who they are. So I'm sorry about that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a Bill Squire of comedians, I think. You know what I mean? Like Bill Squire, who still won't answer me. Bill, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. Um, and answer me, Bill. Like, wh- what do you want to do? You're turning off your Instagram comments. Do you not want to, like, talk this out? Do you not want to have me on? Are you afraid you might get more real views if I come on? Are you afraid your podcast might get more plays if I come on? Are you afraid of that, Bill? Are you afraid of being great, Bill? You posted a video where you said you got 140,000 views. Bill, I did two milli. Okay, on one video, sure. But I did two milli. So if you want to do two milli, call me up. Bill, if you want to do millions, call me up. Call me up. But anyway, Saturday Night Live is eating itself. Because Saturday Night Live is so big and it's on this network where things aren't free, right? There's no boundaries. What Tim Dillon does and what Saturday Night Live does is so different. Because Tim Dillon has complete freedom and has created his own thing. And he's grown it and it's natural. It's this grassroots thing. Saturday Night Live is this pillar that is run by the corporate entities. And of course they're not going to want to push the boundaries as much. You know why? Because it's a corporate entity. Entity. This is why people like say that ESPN has a problem. And that ESPN is this and that, and it's all political, and it's Disney, dude. What do you mean? Yeah, of course it's going to be political. It's Disney. You know? So I'm sorry that NBC doesn't want people talking bad about, you know, maybe they're afraid of hurting people's feelings. I don't know. I don't work there, clearly. But if I did, I would assume it's something like that. There's some funny people on there. Pete Davidson's funny. Michael Che's funny. Uh, that one guy that I'm forgetting his name because I got so much running through my brain right now. I'm trying to keep it all together. You know, I'm a one-man show over here. I don't have a producer. I do produce this show as we've been over. I'm just saying that in a world where everything is so free and you can just log in and you can go on YouTube and find 15 million creators, of course SNL is not going to be so great because the funniest people can just do it on their own. They don't need SNL. You know? It's not, it's, it used to be this like launch pad like Farley, Sandler, um... That Joe Dirt guy, I always forget his name, that I think is really fun. David Spade. Like, these guys were really funny. Obviously, Norm MacDonald was there for a while until he started making fun of OJ. And then, of course, they weren't going to stop him from making fun of OJ because they were his friends. You know what I mean? If you go back to the 70s, it was really funny. Bill Hader, it's this, ground, it's this you know, launching point for comedians. And it doesn't have to be that anymore because there's the internet. Saturday Night Live used to be, be how people would consume comedy. But now they don't need it anymore. So of course they're not gonna, it's not going to be as funny because everybody, the funny people that are really doing those sketches and skits and everything like that, they're doing them on their own with their cell phones and they're, they hire their own crews and it's just so much, the ecosystem is too big is what I'm trying to say. It's eating itself. Okay? Anything else I want to talk about this week? Oh, I saw a stupid... After I just went on a long monologue about nothing... Oh, jeez, Ryan. You know what? I I saw a, um, I'll have Dana on soon to talk about that Taylor Swift stuff, and we'll really break it down. We'll really go in on it. But I saw a Protect Birds bumper sticker today. And while I have to agree with it, I just think we're fighting a million front war in the world. I just can't fathom how any, like, if you really think about how the world works, and think about how everybody's always screaming all the time, just listen to all the issues people bring up in the world. Like, they'll tell you something about the, the, you know, 
they'll tell you something about vaccines. They'll tell you something about a court case you don't give a shit about that doesn't affect them at all. And they'll just spew it on you. They'll just dump it on you like this vile throw up. They'll just puke it out on you like their opinion. And you go, wow, that accomplished nothing. We got nowhere. You're not going to make me agree. I'm not going to make you agree. We're just going to yell at each other for 15 minutes because you're always going to have your opinion. I'm always going to have mine. You understand? Ryan, that's how conversations work. I know, but they're always just so, it's a different level of conversation. But when I saw that Protect Birds bumper sticker, I literally sat in my car and I just zoned out and thought, how, how in the hell does anything in the world get done? How does anything ever get done? at like a major level. Like how does anything ever, like think about all the things people, like it's amazing that buildings get built to me. Just think about all the different things that have to go into that. There's gotta be, you know, a permit. There's gotta be a, they gotta sell the the contract. You gotta get the crew there. You gotta get this there. You gotta get all these materials and blah, blah, blah. Just think about that and think about that on a massive scale. And I know what you're thinking, Ryan, you know the answer why anything gets done, and it's going to be money. I know that. But just listen, I don't understand how anything ever gets done because everyone has so many causes. And they're always like, this cause, that cause, this thing, that thing, protect birds. Uh, the ice caps are melting. Stop drinking, you know, this company. Stop drinking out of plastic bottles. Stop doing this. Stop driving gasoline cars. And you just think to yourself, well, how is anything ever going to get done, dude? Because there's people pushing back. There's people pushing this way. We're just never going to, we're just going to be push and pull until one day we all just blow up and the sun explodes and we die. You know what I mean? Because I love when I see an injury designation in football that says day to day. Because you know what, dude? Me too. I'm day-to-day. You know that three seconds in the morning, that five seconds in the morning, when you kind of just forget who you are when you wake up? You just forget who you are, and you're like, oh, man, you're waking up, and then you remember who you are, and it sucks, okay? That's what I'm talking, that's what I'm dealing with. You know what's the beauty of this podcast is I just talked for 30 minutes, and I don't remember a word I said, Okay? I guess I'm the new QAnon. I'm on Team Taylor, but we'll see. You know, I got to get Dane on here. Maybe next week we'll see if we can work something out where I can get Dane on here for a little segment and cut it together. But anyways, follow me at the links below. Shout out Manscaped for the sponsorship. You know where to go. I'll put the link below for the Manscaped stuff. Get yourself some nice for Christmas. Um, like, subscribe, rate, and review. I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.